Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and uh, We've got another exciting show coming up. As a matter of fact, uh, James, who I'm going to introduce here in a minute, we've talked about this uh, a couple of different times, and I think it's a topic that's really important. Uh, you know, as an inspector, I, I do a lot of uh, inspections where we have all these failures, and just most of the time I refer back to this manual that we're going to talk about, and it's not being followed. Now, if you're listening and you're an installer, pay attention. There's a lot of good stuff coming up here. Uh, even if you're a restoration contractor or even a fabricator, some of the tips that you're going to find in, in this particular manual can be helpful. You'll never know when you're going to run into an issue like this. So let me introduce my good friend, James Medina. Uh, you've uh, heard James on a couple of my shows in the past. Um, James is with Noble Seal. I'm going to let him do a brief introduction about what he's doing now. I know he's a traveling man, uh, but uh, James, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's your, it's your mic. Uh, uh, give, give us a little introduction about who you are, what you do and why you're traveling so damn well. I, yeah, I know, I know. Right. Um, my name is James Medina. I'm the director of architectural services for a noble company. Um, and yes, doing a lot of traveling actually, uh, uh, been engaged with uh, talking to many of the architects and, and contractors out in the field. Uh, and it's been busy lately because I don't think the construction field really slowed down. You know, there was a little pause, but uh, in reality, it's it's been very, very active. So in this process of, uh, you know, my, my career now going on 30 years in the industry, um, now uh, part of CSI, the Construction Specification Institute, uh, part of our chapter, and, and, uh, and also I'm also a, 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 a allied member of AIA. You know, it, there's a huge responsibility that you have as far as uh, teaching uh, what is accurately uh, given to us as as, uh, as uh, installers, manufacturers, uh, but also conveying a fair and uh, even way of, of uh, of speaking about it to the, those ones who are going to be drawing it and specifying it. So it's a huge responsibility that I take very seriously, and uh, I love what I do. In fact, Dean uh, Moylanen, who you know, uh, he, he'll be joining us uh, soon um, in, in the near future. Uh, but we're going to, you know, we, we're out there, and I wrote an entire CEU just on uh, understanding what's in your toolbox, which is the TCNA manual. Um, and this is going to be teaching the uh, the architects and the specifiers how to use this manual accurately and in, in, in a legal way uh, in in uh, their their builds. So if, if you don't know how to use it and you're listening in, um, 
well, there's going to be ones who are specifying it and knowing how to use it when I'm done. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's actually a good point because a lot of times I know when I've dealt with architects in the past, architects are what I call and if there's any architects out there listening, I apologize before I even say this, is what I, is what I call copy and paste guys. You know, they, they go somewhere and they copy and paste things. And, uh, and that's okay if they're going to the right document, uh, you know. Um, Correct. But uh, that's an issue. So let, let's discuss this. I happen to have right on my desk right now the TCNA handbook for ceramic glass stone and tile installation. And, um, you know, just a, a little bit of background here. I remember when this this particular manual was probably about 30 pages long. <laughs> you yeah, know? quarter quarterish thick or so. Yeah. Yeah, and it grows every year, and I think it's what I'm trying to look at the last page. I, I don't I don't have the 221 in front of me because I have it on digital. But you I should. Do have I, I gave it to you in our last forensics class. I know. Yeah, I, I it's don't about know where inch, hell it is. Inch and a half. Inch yeah. and a half thick. Inch and a half yeah. thick. Yeah. It's yeah. almost 500 pages. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. My wife just handed me the 2021 <laughs> annual book of ASPM standards, which we'll talk a little bit about that later too. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I have no idea. Yeah, 500 pages. Yeah. I said I have no idea where I was going with that question. Um, oh, but anyway, um, so so let's give me a little bit of an overview of why this manual is so important. So you know, whenever the the smart way of looking at it is. Um, every good detail, every good uh, project began with a solid foundation. And what I mean by that is when you look at, um, you know, the details that we have in the industry, we have to, we have to draw from somewhere. We, never, we don't always continually draw it from scratch. Now, these were formed, these details that are formed in this manual uh, are, are made in a way, in such a way that, if you were going back and let's say there's a lawsuit, uh, you can go back and say, well, where did you get that detail? And they can say, well, I, you know, I got it from uh, detail uh, B4412 in the TCNA manual located on page 312. So you have some source of getting back to uh, an actual uh, page. Now, this manual is more than just details. You know, back in the day, we used to have um, we'll probably get into it a little bit more. It's, it's broken out in, in multiple sections. Um, right. And this, what we're going to discuss is really going to simplify how an individual will look at this manual and also go to it. But the, or, the origin of it is like when a guy would come into a bathroom and wonder, is this substrate ready for me to install on? And he can refer to the manual and he says, well, there's drywall on the wall. Um, what does the, the TCNA recommend in, in a shower? Well, I can't, I can't install on drywall because the TCNA man, and he has something, a little bit of backing to go off of it and go back to the, the, uh, a homeowner or architect and say, listen, you spec this wrong or you installed this incorrectly. I need an acceptable substrate. So not only is it just for the architect, it's also for the installer very much so, uh, to, to back a change order or a change to a particular drawing if they don't see it correct. Absolutely. Now, you know, speaking of uh, the breakout of this manual, what I've noticed in the last couple of years, because it's right here on my desk all the time, it's got fingerprints and coffee stains and you name it all over it, uh, um, is that uh, they've added, uh, they added stone. Uh, and for the long, longest time, it was only ceramic tile and porcelain. So now they've added, it's not only stone, but they've also added glass right. as well. 
So uh, you guys out there mm-hmm. that are listening, we have a lot of stone guys that are listening to the show. Uh, don't, don't, don't turn the dial, <laughs> you know, as we used to say, in the old days. <laughs> because all these yeah. uh, apply uh, to both stones. So, so why don't you give us, give everybody a rundown of, of some of the um, so, quick chapters or whatever. If, if you guys, um, you know, and, and I use this analogy in class when we're teaching it, um, please, you know, when we look at this book, we, we jokingly or, or, half jokingly say this is our Bible. You know, this is this is what we use all the time and this is what uh, we, where we get our rules and regulations, right? It's a good book. Right. Um, but unfortunately a lot of people out there, you know, don't let it become like your Bible and get dust on the shelf. You gotta use it to understand exactly how good it is. So it's really important that you pull it off the shelf, take a look at it. And the first section of this book, um, from 1 to page um, 54, really, I mean, if if anything, start to read those first 50 pages. I'll tell you that right now. And the reason why, because it breaks down things from uh, qualified installers, like you had mentioned in in the onset of your show, you're talking about qualified installers, uh, identifying... Uh, the the finished tile work, joint sizes, uh, washing light washing on walls, to uh, how much coverage do you have on on mortars, uh, on, on a, behind a tile, um, substrate requirements is it good enough? And if it isn't, what do you do? Um, it talks about membranes, the different types of membranes out there, the different types of backer boards, what's acceptable, what's not, grout selection. All of this is in this first section. It goes into natural stone. It goes into glass tile uh, and ceramic tile in just those 50 pages. So you want to digest something, start to digest the first 50 pages. Yep. And if that, if that seems like too much and you say, well, I've been doing this for 20 years and I just want to know what did they <laughs> change, okay? Take your book and flip over, just go over three pages one, two, uh, two pages, and on the third page, there's a little page here. It's maybe one or two pages. It's called Technical Changes to 2021 TCNA Handbook or 2022. And what it does, it breaks down to all the revisions that have been made and also the additions to this book. You know, that's Which, a great you know, point. Like this one had, yes, surface wear resistance section for, for the ceramic tile. And surface wear uh, uh, resistance and dynamic coefficient. If you remember this, this whole conversation on glass yeah. tile section, that has been added in this book. You were going to say something. I interrupted you. Sorry. Now, you know, that, that brings up a good point. This is, I run into this all the time, uh, especially with some of the expert witness work I do. And that is, let, let's take an example and then I'll ask the question. Let, let's say I go in and I look at a, an installation. It doesn't matter what it is, shower, floor, whatever. And uh, one of the questions I ask is, um, when was this installed? And they tell me mm-hmm. it was installed in 2016, for example. Let's take that date. And I go yep. and I do my report. I write my report, and I'm saying, uh, you know, this, this this doesn't hold up to the uh, uh, TCNA uh, manual for 2021. What's wrong with that statement? Well, the biggest part that's wrong with it is your that that the information that you're working off of didn't exist when that tile installation happened. So Bingo. obviously, a lawyer would rip you apart and say, yep. you know, "How about you 
turn to the right book. And, you know, nobody wants to be embarrassed that way, but it, it has happened. You know it has happened. You've seen it happen. Yep. Um, you really got to work off of the year. And it's very easy. If you go on the TCNA uh, website, um, and let's say you're, you're working on a case or you're working on a, on a, a particular um, installation that was dated to, yeah, I think, what is it? Uh, what's the first book? I think it was, was it 95 or uh, let's something just say 2009. Like that, yeah. I have, I have, I have one on my shelf. It's a 2009, and the 2009 is pretty thin, you know, as far as when you look at it. Yep. And you can work off of those laws or those, you know, those things that they had, the parameters that the, the installer had to work around at that time. And that's really critical whenever you're looking at um, any case that involves when they're calling out the, uh, the DCNA manual. Yeah, that's, 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 so let, let's continue on with uh... – you know, the, the chapters and or the sections, I should say, uh, in the manual Absolutely. itself. Um, I just so wanted, I as just, you go on, on, yeah. No, go oh, ahead. Sorry, I, sorry, I, just wanted, I just wanted to get that question in before we went on. I didn't mean to interrupt you with the uh, that question with the manual <laughs> dates, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that's a good point, though. Like, you know, if anything, you, you when you look at anything, you you got to – take one bite at a time, right? You don't eat an elephant with one bite. So you got to take it in small bites. Um, you'll notice that the pages from 1 to 53 that I mentioned, those are all that tile first section where you get all that meat. Then you have a colored section in the middle, which is the tile initiative. And in the tile initiative, you're going to notice that in this section, there's going to be NTCA or TCNA uh, bulletins about uh, different changes, certain um, um, uh, information, what is a true porcelain, you know, choosing the, the tile contractor is all in this middle section. Uh, the green initiative is also in here where it talks about sustainability and why that's important. So it, it's, it's a, in the middle section or somewhat in the middle. Then the whole starting in the back part, part on page 56, this is where you have all the installation methods. And this goes... And then just to give you an idea, it goes from the exterior floors to exterior roof and, and deck floors, which is over living space or maybe not over living space, balconies. Uh, there's all these different details that are, that are done, interior floors. Then it goes from interior floors to uh, interior floors with concrete, interior floors with wood. It goes into uh, the bathroom areas, radiant heated floors. Um, then it goes up to the walls. And as it goes through the walls and shower receptors, it goes into the ceilings. And so you got into pools and steam rooms. Um, and then it gets into sound rated floors. And this is <clears throat> a very interesting section because it gives a person an in-depth understanding of what STC means, IIC, where they come up with these ratings. Um, after that, you have exterior roof and decks, and then they start going into stone, putting stone and natural stone on, on, the, on the floors. So everything that you look in, in this book ha, uh, will revert back to some phenomenal details uh, along with an explanation of those details as it goes from recommended use, just like you would do a specification exterior, uh, environmental exposure, classification, limitations, requirements, materials that you'll be using. The back section of the book after page uh, 429, 430, 
then you get into EJ171. And EJ171 has to do with expansion joints. That's what yeah, EJ yeah. stands for. Now, the, thing, the interesting thing about this is that if you remember in the old book, it was only about three pages mm-hmm. uh, in, in, our, in our old manuals. Um, now this, this section not only has uh, all the older information, it has additional information and details on all the different types of joints that are out there, expansion joints, isolation expansion joints, construction joints, perimeter joints, um, uh, uh, contraction joints. Uh, also, it goes into uh, perimeter movement joints and uh, with backer boards, movement joints, and now the new one is EJ171M, because each one will have a letter behind it. M is the new one. I don't know if you saw that one yet, Fred. Yeah. M is what something that Noble Company has been warranting for before it's even been put in the book, uh, mm-hmm. which is if you have a tile installation with a staggered joint, we will actually, uh, per ANSI 108.01 and ANSI 118.12, now you got me on the fly, I have to think of it very quickly, (laughs) ANSI 118.12, I was correct, 12 for high performance, would be able to uh, um, do a soft joint on the top, a control joint that's staggered. So now that's been added in the book. Um, and that kind of segues into a question I think you received about when's the TCNA going to catch up with manufacturers? Yeah, you want me, you want me to read that question? Because I have it here in front of me. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, when, yeah. When I, you know, obviously I, I post an announcement on all the social media sites, and uh, someone wrote in, uh, uh, can I ask, what does the TCNA catch up with the manufacturer's products or the building code catch up? to what is manufactured. I'm doing a steam shower and the OBC, and OBC here stands for the Ontario Building Code, so this guy's in Canada, requires 10 mm poly behind the wall, but as soon as you put a screw or staple, you have punctured the plastic. And he says what he's using, what mm-hmm. system he's using, and, uh, you know, so that that's his question, you know. Um, and, yeah, and so I, that, I that has multiple layers, just like his wall has multiple <laughs> layers. Right. That question has multiple layers. So... To answer the first part, when when does the uh, TCNA catch up with, um, you know, the the manufacturers? Um, If you have a TCNA book, and and let's say you're the person that that asked the question is listening on, um, on page four, you have the TCNA handbook committee. And I'm now going to be sitting on for, for a noble company on this committee. And if you look... Toward the middle, you'll see Membrane Manufacturers, Manufacturers Committee, okay? Uh, porcelain Tile Manufacturers Subcommittee. Core Tile Manufacturers Subcommittee. Gloss Tile Manufacturers Subcommittee. These manufacturers are part of this handbook. They're very involved. They're very knowledgeable. But you have to understand with all these subcommittees and all these individuals, you have to be fair and unbiased in what you need in the field. 
So when I say that is, you know, I could sit there and say, oh, well, all, all membranes have to meet this standard. Well, that's not very fair because there's multiple different types of membrane. Uh, what if uh, a manufacturer makes a liquid membrane and doesn't make a sheet membrane uh, to say that it all has to be X amount of thickness? No, no. The manufacturer is going to test it independently. It's going to come to the board, and we have to find an agreeable – that's why they have these subcommittees – an agreeable way of uh, installing it in this manner. So the manufacturers are very involved, to answer the first portion of the question, is very involved with the development of the TCNA handbook. You may have a question that you feel is before they have had it written. So the question is, what should you do? You say, right. well, I want to use it for this, and I don't understand this. Your best practice is to contact the manufacturer that you're using. Yep. So <clears throat> he had mentioned uh, laticrete, right? Or what were they saying? Yep. They were using he, said he, was, he said he was using laticrete. Uh, I can tell you exactly what he okay. said. Laticrete, yeah, he's using a laticrete system. That's all he says, complete with a vapor. Okay. It, it is vapor sealed on the outside where it counts is what he says, yeah. Right. So it could be anything from a 9235 to a hydro, hydro band. It, it, he's right. So what, what, when you're looking at the whole system, Laticrete itself is the manufacturer who will ultimately warranty that job, not the TCNA handbook. The TCNA handbook is guidelines for you to follow, okay? Right. Um, you, can't fall, you can't fall back on that. You've got to go and ask the manufacturer. The manufacturer reaching out to – Laticrete's a very uh, knowledgeable, great manufacturing company that makes phenomenal thin sets, uh, grouts, uh, epoxies. I mean, I've, I've, had, I've used their epoxies for years. M- magnificent, okay? Um, and, and so if, you're, if he is using or she is using that particular uh, um, waterproofing membrane in there and he feels that this uh, building code says that this is it's an interpretation of a code as you know when you, as you get into it yeah. uh, that this 10 mil product is used behind well does the code say that there's anything on the face of that board or require anything on the face of the board if it doesn't that means that they were de- they were dependent on that 10 mil poly behind it to be the waterproofing member which means Canada hasn't changed their code since the 80s right 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 <laughs> so you know it's no it's no fault at least they have 10 mil poly you know to, to put in their code but what you want to do what you want to make sure is that you get the the manufacturer that you're using to back what you're trying to say and you know a lot of creek can simply write a letter saying by the use of using this particular product uh the because the perm and it has it comes down to permeation rate so if their their permeation rate is so low, even lower than the vapor barrier that you're putting behind it, because that's exactly what it is, that 10 mil poly is a vapor barrier. Right. Um, it's, it has a lower perm rate than the vapor barrier. Why are you putting that behind there? Yep. What's the use of putting it behind there if what you're putting in front has a lower perm rate? Um, so that's basically how you, you know, your train of thought would go start with the manufacturer Ask them if they've had other installations in the area, if it's very necessary for that, or as an interpretation of the code. Let, let's let's look at that a little bit more. And what I want to delve into, and this gets a little bit little bit deeper, but something I run into uh, quite often actually, and that is, you know, if we go and we look at a an installation, 
And uh, and you may have answered this already, but I'm going to put it this way so it's, it's more understandable for me anyway. <laughs> um, uh, you go in, you look at a, a particular installation, and it it it. How how should I word this? Um, let me it's put me. it. To me, you can be. But, yeah, let me, let me put it this way. Do you always, do you rely, I mean, I think you've said this. Do you, if I look at the uh, TCNA, NTCNA manual, and it says one thing, but the manufacturer says something different, and, and this comes up oh. all the time in, in court cases, which do you follow? Uh-huh. Ah. <laughs> so you're, just, you're asking who supersedes who. Exactly. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's exact. Well, you know, it's, it's very simple. I, I'm, I alluded to it. Who pays the bill? Like who, yeah. who's holding the, the, resp- the legal responsibility of that warranty? Now, right. when I look at an install and if, I, if it's a failure and let's say they, they installed it, I'm, I'm going to pull one out here um, uh, that we're familiar with. Hold on a sec. Let me see. F. Yeah. And while you're, while you're doing that, let me give the phone number out here. If anybody wants to uh, call oh, yes. in with yeah, a com- comment or a question, uh, the phone number is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. Obviously, if you're listening live, if you're listening to the podcast, um, no one's going to answer. <laughs> but uh, anyway, feel free to call in. <laughs> yeah. So on on the... F101, you know, tile 101. This is on ground, uh, concrete bonded mortar bed, uh, ceramic tile, tile, uh, or glass tile. Okay, so if I come up to this installation and this particular um, installation has a membrane on top of uh, this, this mortar bed, the bonded mortar bed below, all right? My first thought, if I see the failure, what is the failure? What happened? Was there a crack that occurred on the top? Was it a, um, um, a, a, an issue of attempting? Because you'll see people that's, you know, you, and Fred, I know you've seen it. They come yeah. in, my, this section of my floor is all hollow. It's popped up. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's tented up. And you say, okay. And they go, this, this manufacturer I used was, you know, noble seal underneath. Okay, I'm going to put us on, on blast because we've never had it happen, but I'm safe, so it doesn't feel like anybody else is attacking, right? Right. So there you go. You 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 look at it, and so if I'm the inspector, I'm forced to get, first. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to look at my perimeter of the entire room because I can guarantee you, if I have a tented floor, there's no soft joints anywhere on that floor. You know, note it. Note note yep. exactly the date is it was installed. You're going to note the condition of the floor prior to doing a destructive task, then, you know, take out that section. But also, you can also call the manufacturer. It doesn't hurt to call the manufacturer uh, because what happens is if they show up on site, they can give you a little insight of, was that the correct membrane that was used uh, in this particular installation? Um, And so as you look at it, always refer back to the manufacturer, and then you have to look and see if it was installed Per the you know the VTCNA recommendations, yes, you do have to look at that. Right. Uh, there was an install I saw, and this guy installed in a shower, a floor, and he used mastic. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? 
Like, did you even yeah. read the side of the bucket where it says do not use in a wet area? Um, you know, a lot of guys will shock you at the level of, um, I'm trying to be nice, creativity <laughs> that they'll do yeah. with, with, with bonding yeah, agents. Really. But, you know, they, it is, they never ceased to amaze us uh, uh, and what they'll try to pull off. Um, but there's also, you know, we have one spectrum that where guys will just push the envelope so much that it's bad. But there are ones, and you know it, and you've seen it in Florida, that yep. are phenomenal installers. I mean, yep. absolutely phenomenal installers. But unfortunately, what they do is such a craft that it can't be taken out of a bag. You can't make you, – what they nope. do, you can't bag it. You can't bag nope. it. Um, nope. And if you could, that'd be phenomenal. But – they have such a knowledge that they can install a five foot by ten foot slab completely flat, totally yep. flat, uh, beautiful. Um, and and I think I've seen some of the most phenomenal installers down there. You know the and so it's it's just you have to know your installers. You have to know when you're looking at a failure. I hope I answered your question as far as looking yeah, back and, and seeing yep. if if it's if it's a manufacturer. Yeah, and I'll I'll add to that, and you you kind of mentioned this before too, and that is you also have to look at codes uh, because you have mm-hmm. not only you know the standard building code, but you also have local codes, and uh, so th- those are the things you need to look at too, and, and that's that's important if you're you know let's look at it from a, from an installation stand an installer standpoint where you know I'm an installer I go in I bid on a job. Uh, you know, I, I need to, just like we do when an inspection, we need to go in and do a complete evaluation. We, you know, if it's slab on grade, we look at the slab. Uh, does a slab have cracks in it? And then we can, you know, determine what, you know, what, what method we're going to use uh, based on the size of the tile, the type of tile, uh, choosing the right setting material. And, you know, you're right. And I, I love, and you mentioned this also, I love when they, Guy says, "Well, I've been doing this for 30 years, and I've never had a problem." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yet the next word is yet, <laughs> or 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 the good one is, "Well, you've been doing it wrong for 30 years." Like, exactly. Uh, we had that. We we had a guy. Uh, I had a guy, and you know, oh well, you and I did this. You you did the inspection later on on that the tower in in Las Vegas, and yep. uh, this guy was blocking all the weep holes to the drains. And he's plopping <laughs> wet cement around it and then floating God. off. For, uh, and, I, and I said, what are you doing, man? You, you're, you're blocking the weep holes. I've been doing this for 20 years. And he's training four people, four oh, helpers, uh, to, do, to do it wrong. And, you know, of course, my next words were probably not as, as nice because I was at a point where I was frustrated because he had his boss standing there listening to exactly what you're saying. And I said, you've been doing it wrong for 25 years. Stop. And uh, he ends up getting pulled off the job completely. So. You know, I, was, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I think this is really good to bring up anyway. You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> and that is, let's talk about, let's talk about standards. Uh, and and what well, I thought about this after I talked with you, and I said, you know, uh, in, the, in the TCNA manual, they do refer to standards. They refer to the ANSI standards in a lot of their, uh, a lot of yeah, their documentation. Yeah, so, uh, and I think that's all I'll say about that. And 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 <laughs> you know, ASTM so, standards and ASTM yeah, standards yep. too. Absolutely. 
So, you know, beside yeah. the, uh, beside the, 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 you know, having the T, TCNA manual, I, I would highly recommend that you also pick up the ANSI uh, manuals as well. Mm. And I know when you, yeah. you buy these manuals, they, they also come, you, you can also buy them with them. And I happen to have a thick copy of the ASTM standards as well, but uh, that doesn't so much apply to with the installer as, as it would to inspectors like, like you and I. So, you know, whatever. The, you know, what, what everybody has to really understand that, you know, to hear these words and acronyms thrown around ASTM, ANSI, what are they? Who are they? Who, who are, who are these, these ones who are making these standards? Well, right. this, this stand, this standard is based off a test. That number, ANSI A108.01, it's a test. Yep. And so that's where a standard is established is when you have a test for that particular product or a test for that particular detail. That's why it's so important to say, okay, well, what standard are you building off of? Or if right. I have a steam room, what particular ANSI standard should I be building to? If I'm installing on a post-tension slab, I had this one come up recently, and an installer says to our technical department, I cannot use your product because I'm installing a natural stone over a post-tension slab. Have you heard of this one? Yep, yep. Okay, okay. So yep. he says, Good. well, you know, the, the TCNA manual. He, he pulls out his TCNA manual, which is, uh, you know, uh, on detail, F111. It shows that you cannot install this on a post-tension slab. So I read it, and I said, okay, well, first of all, because dynamic movement of a post-tension slab have proven problematic for a directly adhering natural stone to, which is correct. If you directly adhere natural stone to a post-tension right. slab, you're going to see cracks, Right. F111 yep. is the only method of installation natural stone tile over post-tension slab on ground or above. Okay. So when you read that, that short pair, uh, uh, sentence that's in that section of the book, which is located on page 30, if anybody wants to fact check me, um, it, it helps you to go, okay, well, now how do I dig into it and look at it? So I would go over to page 68, which is F111-21, because that's the one we're building off of. And you look at it very carefully. And when you look at it very carefully, it shows this floated slab with the, the reinforced wire, okay? And you have to think before anything, when you get to this point, why, why is this the, the method? Because you know many installers have not done this method or installed on right. this method, particular method. Uh, and they've bonded directly to a, a concrete slab, which is, is incorrect. There is a reason why you install this particular method over a slab, dynamic movement. Right. So you have, you have a standard of ANSI 118.12A and ANSI 118.12B, okay, on, under uh, your, your uh, anti-fracture membrane. The B is for dynamic movement, which means it creates an indirect bond. So if that membrane is on that substrate, the, i.e. The, the slab, you can install your tile directly on top of the membrane because there is an elongation within the membrane that allows right. the substrate to move, 
but not telegraph that crack all the way through to the top surface. Exactly. Well, you know, and you bring up an and, interesting point. Dad. Now finish your thought. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to, I was going to say that, uh, you know, there are circumstances like, you know, here in, where I am in Florida, uh, a lot of theme parks. And the reason I say mm. theme parks is because there's some very unique installation issues when it comes to, uh, uh, comes to building some of these attractions and, and buildings that they, they use tile. And I'm not just talking hotels. I'm talking weird type things. And actually, we ran into mm-hmm. one in the uh, – in, was it the Encore with the uh, steam showers? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. You know, was... let's, let's, so, so the example you give is, you know, you, you really have to delve into these uh, guidelines and standards and kind of read them. Don't just take the first paragraph and say, oh, you can't use this one, or this is the, first, this is the right exactly. one to use. It, you know, you've got to delve into them. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, the second – that secondary part to that story was this, this installer had a height issue in this, this area where they were doing the installation. So he's like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be able to install it per this detail and without cutting all these doors. And I said – you can install directly on top of our membrane because it, it meets the high-performance standard. And so he says, yeah, but the TCNA manual, I said, yes, the TCNA manual, this goes back to your other question, I said, the TCNA right. outlines that, but also look at where the cleavage membrane is located on underneath this, uh, this installation. It's this basically the cleavage membrane and mortar is taking the place of what you would have as an anti-fracture membrane. So if I eliminate the cleavage membrane and the reinforced mortar bed and I install an indirect bonded high-performance sheet membrane that has dynamic movement, that can take dynamic movement, mm-hmm. I now have made it much more uh, thinner installation and having the same performances. And the manufacturer then takes on the responsibility with their, their warranty because they'll, they'll ultimately look at it and say, yes, you can't do that. Right. So. It, it, there, there's multiple things that people have to look at and understand as they look at uh, any installation. Installing next to, you had a major theme park. It has a roller coaster go over, and they have an area where they have the people walking through the line, and it goes over this tile section. It looks really beautiful. It looks like a little uh, carnival, okay? And I thought about this when I was at this major theme park, and I'm walking through it. I'm like, this tile looks, this tile looks fantastic. Because the, the designers and the installers took into consideration the ongoing and constant vibration of the tracks yeah. above and where they, they land in the ground, the distance from those tracks to that actual slab, which was poured separately, um, and also the installation on that surface and how they used the movement joints. It was genius because, then, you know, they don't have to continually come back and repair these things because, you know, the movement has made it crack. It's, it's very, very wisely done. And I encourage anybody, whenever you're in an area where you're seeing these unique installations, uh, to, to look at that particular um, scenario. You know, going back to the very beginning of what we were talking about with, uh, you know, the, the presentations and teaching you do to architects, how would you recommend an installer approach an architect that's giving them, how do I say this and be nice about it, incorrect or um, questionable uh, specifications? 
So you want to know what I did? Yes. <laughs> I know what you did. Tell so the audience going, what you did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So so going back, uh, this is uh, it, it goes back many years, but the the first really significant one was in 2004, um, and we we met in 06, I believe it was 06 when we did that class, yeah. a really long class, but in 04. Um, I reviewed a document, and the document for the showers in this particular hotel was was wrong, was was uh, um, egregiously incorrect. And so I, uh, before I went to the director of our, uh, of the architectural department, uh, I did my homework. Uh, I knew, I, even though I knew in my heart of hearts that this was incorrect. I had to make sure that all my homework was done before I approached this individual. Right. When they say you're only as good as your last job, it's it's, it's true. It's, you're only as good as um, how you're going to present it. And pride has nothing to do. It doesn't. They don't care how long you've been doing this in the industry. They don't care what you think you know. Okay. Uh, right. it, it has everything to do with uh, the the larger picture. And, and so going into it, it was the shower pan detail. Um, there were multiple things. There was no pre-pitching. There was no um, a way of addressing how the membrane attached to the drain. There was no um, uh, continuous uh, uh, where the detail was from the wall to the pan. So I redrew the entire thing. And that was one of the biggest things that has been a very good ally. You know, I like to draw uh, mine is that I actually redid the detail. Now, I backed up that detail with the TCNA manual, not, not anybody else's information, but I backed it up with a standard in our TCNA manual. And so when I approached the, the doorkeeper to um, the, uh, <clears throat> the director of architecture in, at Wynn, I approached him with it, and I said, hey, listen, can you please come over here and review this drawing with me? And he says, sure. So he goes and he, he reviews the drawing with me. And I said, I see this, this, and this incorrect on our drawings. And his exact words to me were, are you sure? Because, you know, when mm -hmm. he goes into the other room, if you're going to make yourself look like, a, you know, an idiot, you, you, you know, you got to make sure it's clear. So right. it goes down to B, uh, uh, detail B421. And B421 in the book shows a shower detail, solid backer board, bonded waterproofing membrane and then um so what i did is i redrew it i showed him exactly what it should look like and i asked uh, asked him i said you know we can't we we have 3500 keys you know 3500 rooms that you're going to be dealing with you cannot afford to have one leak right because in a, in a hospitality scenario it's it's not one room it's actually factually nine rooms because whenever you're doing jackhammering and everything, because of noise, you have to take out all the rooms around that one room. All right. So they they never wanted to do that. So as I looked through it and I showed them the detail, how it was correct, every, every all the detail was changed. And mm -hmm. to date, not one shower has been replaced. Wow. So make sure, you know, don't go in with it saying, I want this to be changed. Go into it saying, we can't afford not to change it um, because when you look at these details the way that we do, um, you know, you, you'll, you'll have your time. You'll have your time in the industry. 
you'll have your 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 time in the glory, you know, in the life. But at that time, don't don't think about that. Just get the job done. Yep. And it's really important that you do that because um, when pride gets in the way, you're just going to fall on your face. And you could be as right, you can be as right trained, man. You could you you know, it, but if it's the way you approach it. Yep. If, if, if you're not approaching it correctly, they will not listen to you. I don't care who it is. You can know these, these architects for multiple years. Uh, they will just see you as a person that's uh, objecting or trying to detour their project. So be very right. cautious of how you do it. But if you bring it uh, to them in a very a humble manner that says, listen, I'm looking at this detail, and, and sometimes you've got to be very strategic in how you approach it. You don't do this in a construction meeting when you have everybody else there and put them on blast. This is a sidebar. This is a, a complete sidebar meeting to the architect to help them save face. And that's the way they approach, you should approach it. You should never do this in front of everybody and try to embarrass them to make you, make you look right. better. Uh, it'll, it'll just only make you look worse, and you'll never, never be used again. So you're, you're better off taking it on the side and say, listen, I, I have these, this here. I want to help you to make a successful project. This is what we should be building off of. And they they more than likely will accept it. When when would let's complicate that a little bit? <laughs> Which I, I like to do. <laughs> it's you, Fred. I wouldn't yeah, expect I anything less. <laughs> when would you when would you document that? Would you document that in an email? Would you document that in a letter, or a change order, or, or or would you document it? I guess I I should ask. So depending on the situation and how you want to grow with that architect. Um, and if it's before the install and it's not gonna it's not gonna affect you per se as far as cost. Um, because what we were proposing did accrue a a cost, but we had to we it was it was offset by the time that was saved by putting a, a sheet membrane other than a liquid. Um so there was an offset in cost which ended up you know um be, becoming a non issue. But if if you can look at it and, I'm, and I say beyond the detail, give them an understanding of how much it's going to save time and the money for the project, and just say, hey, you make the change. I don't want any credit for it. Just make it happen. And he says, that's awesome. Thank you for your help, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's okay. Now, if you see it and it's going to have a cost, you have to document it. And documenting would be when you're with them and you show them a detail, you can just say, listen, let's make this a confirming RFI. You sign it, they sign it, they take a picture of it, and they document it as well, right. and you send it to them via, via email. Now you have a confirming request for information uh, and, and put it through either a, an RFI or submittal process. So they, they actually have it uh, documenting and changing in particular. But you have to have all the information on that document so that it's properly documented because what was happening um, – on some design builds that you'll you'll see, as that you'll have these these changes start coming through when the building is being done. I don't know if you you remember that in Encore. Yep, I do. Um, when when we when we were doing that build, it, they said, oh, okay, we have a, a smart idea. We're going to change the color because you'll see the revisions on the side, and they have to make sure they're operating off the they're building off the right revision. So they started to change the color of the documents. We went through the forests of Lebanon and tore down all the trees <laughs> and then colored them. 
<laughs> we, <laughs> we, 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 we went through so much paper on that job. It was insane. Um, but they had a white, they had a white copy. Then they had a green copy. They had a blue copy. They had a pink copy. They had a oh, yellow God. copy. You would see these, these colors changing as you would go because in, at a glance, if you're out in the field and they didn't have the right color copy of, of the plans, you could say right away, hey, you're not, yeah. you're not building off the right set of plans. Right. And uh, it, it drove them crazy, but it was, a, it was a way of us being able to see it very quickly that they weren't operating off the right yeah. plans. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's, let's take a quick break for pay the bills here, and then uh, it's only going to be a minute, and then we'll come right back after this. Let's do it. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains. Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right. It's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. All right, we're back. And uh, let me give the number out one more time if you're listening live, 323-870-3968. We're going to wrap things up here in a few minutes. So if you're going to call in, I would do it now, 323-870-3968. All right, James, so um, any last-minute advice uh, or or comments about this, uh, about the handbook? Uh, Well, you know, my favorite page, you know what it is, page 21 on, on all the membranes. Um, you know, be smarter than most of those salespeople that talk, come talk to you because I've heard it multiple, multiple times where they'll sell you a product and it has nothing to do with what it does. So the best way to do it, if you're using the manual and you saw me do this in the class and everybody was like, what? <laughs> the membrane section, yeah, the membrane section in in the TCNA manual defines what each one of these products are supposed to do: a cleavage membrane, a vapor retarder, a waterproofing membrane, low perm waterproofing membrane, crack isolation membrane, uncoupling membrane, sound isolation membranes. They're all defined here on page 21 and 22. And if somebody says that one product can do another product's ability, um, they have to be tested through these ANSI standards, ANSI 118.10, 118.12, uh, ANSI A108.02, and there's all these different things. Now, if there is no, if there is no, uh, uh, pro- if the product does not test underneath that, that that criteria, which you can look and see which one I'm talking about, just to give it a little teaser. It's the last paragraph on page 21, uh, second sentence. <laughs> Is that pretty good? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> you can see how they, they can't call themselves something else. So just be very aware when you're, when you're looking at things and you're understanding it. And if somebody says, well, I have characteristics of this, and you go characteristics, characteristics. That doesn't, that doesn't hold weight. 
in the court of law? Are you did you get tested to a certain standard or not? So right. um, my brother's calling me at all times, but um, you know <laughs> you want to make sure that you 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 have them tested at, at at that standard to make sure that it works properly. Right. Great. That's my closing thought. All right. Well, wonderful. I just want to mention to everybody that uh, give myself a plug here that uh, um, James, who's been on the show several times, also is uh, one of my instructors out there at the uh, inspection and troubleshooting class out in Vegas that I do every year. So if you want to meet him, come out next year. <laughs> we'll we'll yep. have another. Uh, when is it? Another when is it, Fred? Uh, it's uh, February 6th through the 10th. Hopefully you're there. <laughs> Got to clear it. Got to clear my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Stop traveling so dang much. <laughs> I know. I where, where, know. Where, where are you today? You in, you in Philadelphia today? I'm in Philadelphia today. Philadelphia. I did a couple double class with a, uh, a particular architect out here, and uh, a lot of great questions came out of that. One of them oh, was wow. about <clears throat> should I use drywall in a wet area? Oh God! <laughs> and this, yeah. Well, it was funny because he was adamant about using a cement, uh, cement board in a wet area, which I said that's, that's fine. And the contractor had come to him with a certified letter, right to him saying, "No, we don't want to use it. It's too heavy to haul the stuff up, and we want to use another product." And so, the and I'll give you a, an idea, and I want to hear how you're going to answer it as a closing thought, so you can make it quick. Okay? Sure. The wall is 10 feet high by about 12 feet wide in a pantry area of an mm. office building. He calls out for a cementitious board in his plans to be anchored to the structural wall and the tile be applied to that. The mm. tile installer says no, they want to use a foam-based board on the surface of it to get an acceptable substrate and put the tile directly to that. Okay, they they're well, not they're not screwing through it or anything. They're they're going to put a foam board on and on a on a brick wall basically. First of all, that's not that's against code. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, that's number one. <laughs> number two, with that was my first. That, uh, I asked, what is code? <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's why I first to him. And he, yeah, secondly, I was yeah, worried about deflection. You know, an area that big, you, you have an issue with deflection. And uh, I, I'd want to address that, too. So, you know, the two of the things I could think off the top of my head, that just put me on the spot. And, and, the, and, the third, and the third, I said, how much does that tile weigh per square foot? Yep. And so he says, well, uh, and I said, about three to four pounds. Yeah. I said, no, no, do simple math on your square footage of the wall. And tell me if that foam board can take the sheer strength of that weight yep. pulling on it. Yep. And if that, if that, and then ask the contractor if he's comfortable enough by taking the liability on that that wall collapsing on the people below. Yeah. Exactly. He goes, well, that that made it easy. <laughs> yeah, that, that that gets their eyes open, right? It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. So, yeah, we deal with this all the time, but sometimes it's taking it from the most simplest part of it because I think the the contractor came from a good place thinking, like, man, i got to haul all this stuff up there, but not really thinking about the the liability and the legalities that would come after that fails. Because we, yep. we look at it 
and our, our brain does this immediate ticking of the years that go by, what could happen, what's going to happen, how much sun's going to yep. touch it. All these kind of things come through it, and then you you end up with that solution. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty serious, pretty serious. Wow. So, right. But well, buddy, that was some great information. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed cool. it. Um, again, James Medina with Noble. Uh, you can look them up. If you want to give out your uh, any any of your information? Noble website, maybe. Yeah, if you want. Sure, if yeah, you guys want ahead. to contact me directly, or you, if you want to look at the material uh, on www.noblecompany.com, you can see our products and uh, everything that we make with from our sheet membranes. And now Noble Company actually makes a liquid membrane. Um, and so I got to be nice, but I also uh, can tell you that it is one of the only liquid waterproofing membranes on the market that has a low PERM rating of 0.3. So phenomenal uh, products and lines. They also make the drains, so they uh, address the drain connection points uh, in in the most robust and best way. But also uh, my contact information is uh, you can call me, 702-540-6025. That's 702-540-6025. Or you can email me directly at james at noblecompany.com. That's james at noblecompany.com. And I get back with everybody and if you, if you have any questions at all. And Noble Company is really involved with multiple tiers in, in the industry. Uh, both Dean and I have also taught the NKBS, uh, the National Kitchen and Bath Association. We did this thing nationally. Uh, teaching uh, architects and designers across the United States. Uh, we're also part of the AIA, the NTCA, and the CIS. And so we have <laughs> all these acronyms behind us. Yeah, so right. uh, it, it's, we're, we're fully in, engulfed and, and involved. So, you know, if you guys have any questions, please feel, feel free to, to contact us at any time. We appreciate Great. it. I, I appreciate it, James. Uh, hey, I want to give you a call after this. I got some news I want to tell you uh, that I got today. Fantastic. So uh, I hope you're not pregnant. No, I'm not. <laughs> Neither is anybody else. <laughs> <that> I know. <laughs> but I'll give you a call in a minute. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All right. Talk Thanks, to you buddy. Later. Thanks, Fred. Sounds good. All right, folks, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Ready to take your skills to the next level? Visit GetTrainedToday.com to learn about e-learning and hands-on courses offered by the Surfaces Learning Institute. Learn from industry experts the skills needed to start offering stone and tile restoration or take your existing skills to the next level quickly and with a solid foundation. More advanced courses include commercial maintenance, inspection and troubleshooting, historic property preservation, how to become an expert witness, and more. Training offered at the Institute goes well beyond essential restoration and maintenance skills training to include a variety of other relevant topics for growing your business and leveraging your skills. For example, essential marketing or how to become an expert witness. All training is reinforced with resources and tremendous support to help you hit the ground running with confidence. Visit GetTrainedToday.com to learn more.
Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.